Alright, welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bar Silence. My name is Jameson, and I'm your host. Bar Silence is a show that's dedicated to exploring the very best video game music from past and present each and every month. If you haven't yet, head over to barsilence.com to find an easy link to subscribe on whatever your favorite podcatcher is. And if you're looking for the best 24-7 video game music radio station on the planet, check out 8Beats Radio. This show plays there live on the first Tuesday of every month, and you can tune in by going to 8beats.co. You can also listen to the show on TerraPlayer.com, which is the premier location to hear a great variety of video game music and entertainment podcasts from some of the best creators on the internet. In this episode, we're racing into the future with the plasma-powered intergalactic soundtracks to the first two games in the Extreme G series. The first Extreme G was released late in 1997 for the Nintendo 64 and was developed by Probe Entertainment and published by Acclaim. When this game came out, it was the dawn of the 3D gaming era, where all three of the fifth generation consoles shared the market together and gamers were constantly looking for new and exciting experiences with each release. During this period, futuristic racing games also were gaining an immense amount of popularity, fueled by the capability of these next generation gaming systems. 
Titles like F-Zero on the Super Nintendo and Wipeout on the PlayStation and Saturn paved the way for a genre that was definitely on the rise. So, owners of the hot new N64 were more than ready for a game of their own to show what their system could do. Enter Extreme G, a game that thrusts players into Tron-like superbikes hurtling through tracks at speeds approaching 500 miles an hour. Yet, what set this game apart wasn't solely its mind-bending speeds. Extreme G transported racers from the commonplace flat or hilly landscapes found in other games and then instead gave them fully 3D environments. There are rollercoaster-like loops, corkscrews, and wall-riding twists that constantly challenge players' perspectives on what was up and what was down, and it made for a new exciting take on this expanding genre. The next thing that Probe worked on to make sure their game was successful was outlining a plot that paired with the high-intensity racing. While it isn't necessary to enjoy the game, I definitely appreciate the idea of a racing game that has its own lore. So after looking into it, I was able to acquire and read a fairly detailed concept for the game that appears in the hard-to-find strategy guide. It explains that it's the year 2498 and humankind has successfully expanded into space. With a 300 light-year circumference around the Earth now explored, automated systems handle mining and resource gathering, and food replicators provide an endless supply of food for those in need. And with all of these systems in place, no one really needs to work anymore. And in short, mankind in this version of the future are kinda bored. The narrative then takes an interesting turn, explaining that a research programmer stumbles upon 21st century videotapes featuring Indy 500 and Daytona races. This discovery reignites the dormant concept of competitive racing. Then, by leveraging their futuristic tech, a direct-to-brain input racing simulator is created with insanely fast two-wheeled bikes on it, and it becomes an instant sensation. The next question that Probe had to answer for their flagship title in this category of futuristic racers is how do we elevate the experience of this high-tech, high-speed setting? And the answer is an absolutely killer soundtrack. Composers Simon Robertson and Steven Root both worked at Probe Entertainment together and were tasked with developing a killer trance and dance-inspired soundtrack that was unlike anything else on the N64 at the time. The song that opened this show is called Sequence G, Desert One, and it's a great example of what this soundtrack does to complement the fast-paced action in this racing game. So let's keep that vibe going and explore seven more tracks from various courses in the game. These tracks that we're going to hear come from a limited release CD that came with an issue of French N64 magazine, X64. All of these songs are definitely higher quality compared to the compressed audio featured in the game, but it makes this collection one of the best ways to listen to the music from Extreme G. First up in this next block of music is going to be the song for the Space Station course. Then after that, we're going to head planetside and listen to Mines, Canyons 1, and then Mines, Canyon 2. Following that, we'll hear three tracks to take us into the futuristic cityscapes in the game by listening to City 1, 2, and then 3. And then last, we'll finish the block with Desert 2. So let's hop on our G-Bikes, blast our way through this block of tunes, and I'll be back after that to talk about Extreme G2. Thank you. 
The first Extreme G went on to sell 700,000 copies by the end of 1998, according to an acclaimed press release. Meanwhile, as it remained on the market, the Probe team was already in process of finishing their work on its more expanded, better looking, and more extreme sequel. In 1998, Extreme G2, often referred to as XG2, was released on the Nintendo 64 and later on Windows PCs in 1999. This time around, the instruction manual for the game explains that it's been 25 years since Extreme G Racing was invented, and the thrill-seeking citizens of the new United Planets have persisted in looking for the next level. Independent builders have moved on to create dangerously fast versions of the G-Bikes inspired from the simulation game. Their daring efforts, marked by insane crashes and intense races, garnered media coverage that in turn attracted commercial sponsorships for racers who were willing to put their lives on the line. Recognizing the strategic advantage of having hyper-reactive pilots and a devoted fanbase, the military ends up developing weapons, building new courses, organizing contests, and making the insane speeds and competitive battles of the simulation into a reality. So with a new plot in place, Extreme G2 was focused on being bigger, more dynamic, better looking, and better sounding. And it kinda had to be too, because in a short period of time, the long-awaited F-Zero-X was releasing that same year, Wipeout 64 was on the way, and the landmark in futuristic racing, Wipeout 3, was about to be released on the PlayStation in 1999. To take the soundtrack for Extreme G2 above and beyond, the developers once again turned to the composers of the first game to craft a viciously great drum and bass meets jungle soundtrack. Simon Robertson worked at Probe and also has credits on the soundtracks for Our Marines, Forsaken 64, Revolt, Fur Fighters, and the soundtrack to Driven all by 2002. His compatriot on this soundtrack, Stephen Root, also got his start at Probe in 1995. He left the company in 2000 and eventually went on to work at Criterion Games, Electronic Arts, and since 2008 has actually been the audio director at Codemasters. He has credits on games like Alien Trilogy, Die Hard Trilogy, Fur Fighters, The Burnout series, Black, Dirt, and several Formula One games. So when this duo of English composers combined their efforts together, they decided to elevate their inspiration from the dance and trance-infused soundtrack of the original, and this time they tapped into the darker and grittier sounds of jungle and breakbeat music that was coming out of the UK rave scene. Embracing its distinctive wubs and rapid-fire percussion drum samples, they crafted a futuristic soundtrack that lovingly matches the insane sense of speed that Extreme G2 provided. Honestly, this is my favorite soundtrack of the two games, and it's a benchmark in this type of sound of music before Wipeout 3 crashed into the scene using licensed music from popular DJs and producers. And since this music is so good, we're going to play this in two blocks. First up, we're going to drop right into our first song called Carneth. This track, like the one playing underneath us now, is a percussive-only track that's one of the game's six battle mode songs. After that, we're going to hear Main Menu, which is a song that greets you upon booting up the game and plays as you select your bikes and tracks. Like the song before it, the drums definitely lead the way with this one. But when that sub bass unleashes, you know you're in for a treat with this soundtrack, so get ready for that. Following that song, we're going to hear three more that come from different levels in the game that all share that incredible bassy, fast, and crazy awesome sound that this game is definitely remembered for. First up is Aquanor, followed by Sensara, and then finally Tethra. So let's hit hyperspeed and get ready to jam out, and I'll be back after that to talk more about Extreme G2. All systems ready. ready. Stand by.
Extreme G2 follows the classic sequel formula of more, better, faster, with pretty solid results too. Despite the tight time frame of just 8 months, Probe has managed to push the graphical boundaries of the N64 even further this time. This game boasts moving sky textures, lens flares, real-time lighting effects, motion trails, massive explosions, and a ton of other little details that helped this game look incredible at the time. Extreme G2's enhanced bike handling also contributes to a more enjoyable experience as well by minimizing the instances of bouncing off the wall and giving you a lot more straight-line speed. Additionally, Probe also mitigated the notorious yet dreaded N64 fogging effect. This effect can often make the world feel a little bit isolated in the first game, but this time with less of it, it means that the player has a deeper view of the course ahead and you can see more of the details in the world around you as you blaze through it. This sequel also places courses in 12 different types of environments this time that are all given names, and similar to Ridge Racer, each track has 3 different layouts, giving the player 36 different twisting and turning tracks in total. To further distinguish this game from its predecessor and its competition, Probe also takes the sense of speed into account to make sure it feels like you're piloting a hyperspeed bike capable of reaching over 800 miles an hour. As you break the sound barrier at 750 miles an hour or so, there's a thunderous clap that happens before the music is stripped away, leaving you with only the soft whirring sound of the engine for as long as you can maintain those high speeds. The music and sound effects only return once you dip below Mach 1. It was a remarkably cool and super immersive touch that expressed the blinding speeds in the game using an audio cue. Anyhow, let's get into our final block of music from Extreme G2. We're going to start off this block with Anvil, which comes from the nighttime city levels in the game, and it has a killer breakbeat jam with an awesome breakdown in the middle just before it drops the beat back on you. We'll follow that with Hydra Prime, Tox City, Cordelon, and then finally end the block with Eschaton. Alright, let's break the sound barrier and keep these beats rocking. Enjoy these tunes, and I'll be back after that. Final lap. Prepare to race. Three, two, one, go.
All right, so that's the show. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this futuristic ride through the two Extreme G games on the Nintendo 64. If you want to interact with the show and tell me what you think about my selections in this episode, you can follow me on a variety of social media platforms. That includes Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and Blue Sky. Following the show in those locations are exactly where you can find great screenshots, artwork, music clips, and various information about the games featured in each episode. Check out the show notes to follow along on your favorite platform of choice. If you're enjoying this show's selection of incredibly great video game music each month, please consider taking a moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to this show, because I'd really love to hear what you think. Don't forget, you can go to barsilence.com to listen to past shows if you've missed any. And of course, if you're feeling giving, you can always support Bar Silence on Patreon. For already subscribing, I want to thank the members of the Legion of VGM for supporting the show. Zoe, Alusa, and Cameron, the three of you are the best, and I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you also want to join and become a member of the Legion of EGM, you will get access to a bonus episode of awesome music each month. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to learn more. I also would like to take a moment to thank friend of the show, contributor, and fellow VGM podcaster, Professor Tom of the Shujin Academy VGM Club. You can and should check out his show wherever you find podcasts, as well as on 8Beats Radio. So, let's wrap this show up by doing something just a little bit different. Normally I actually just play one song, but this time around I want to play two songs back-to-back from the PC release of Extreme G2 because I think they go together really nicely. The soundtrack for the PC version of the game is actually quite a bit different. Some of the songs do follow the N64's compositions pretty closely, and some of the ones that don't instead take on a life of their own. Without the risk of compression, the PC version of the soundtrack takes most of these songs up a notch with CD quality sound, and many of them have a lighter, jazzier take on drum and bass, as well as the occasional additional vocal sample. Up first is going to be Calm Down, View Results, which of course plays while you're reviewing the timing stats. Then we'll blend right into the PC version of Lumania. This one steps away from the jungle sounds of the N64 soundtrack and instead becomes a great airy drum and bass track. So anyways, enjoy these songs, and as always, thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.
Game Over.